0: thanks that's the nicest thing i think you've ever said to me welcome back everybody enter the abyss with britain and cleat
1: i i kind of like cleat and britain that's a good start
0: well i was going alphabetical anyway yeah no (laughs) alphabetical uh welcome back yeah i don't know where we're going uh okay so we got a new beer
1: yeah i uh i picked it out it's called terrible from uh unibrow you
0: you bought a beer that's called terrible
1: terrible unibrow
0: and you expect it to be anything but
1: i was trying to give you a hint britain yeah so let me see you have a so, terrible unibrow
0: it's it's one massive bottle and it's literally called terrible and it's a belgian style quadruple ale i've never had more than like a double ale in my life
1: yeah i've had a quadruple bypass but not a quadruple whatever
0: that was yeah oh, god i have no idea what that is you're just diving into it it's good there's a lot of foam in this thing. Your face doesn't give me reassurance, bro.
1: It's like the weirdest. You would not, because it looks like a stout, but it tastes like fruit. Do, oh. do you see what I'm oh saying? Oh, my. It, it tastes like uh, apples.
0: Oh, my God.
1: tastes like a bunch of apples.
0: I don't want to be facetious, but that's probably the worst one we've had.
1: I don't, no, no. This is not the worst.
0: I think, in my opinion, this is the worst one we've had. But I'm only going to point out the obvious. You bought a beer that's called terrible.
1: Is it terrible?
0: it's awful
1: on the uh scale of one one to five what is it
0: uh negative 10 i hope we don't ever get sponsored by this beer company
1: i'll give it a three
0: out of five yeah you're you're way off i don't even know what your rating systems are anymore you don't watch good movies you drink i'm feeling really attacked right
1: now good
0: i'm feeling attacked when you're really
1: moody when you drink a bad beer
0: yeah it pisses me off. There's very few things in this world that are worse than drinking a bad beer. And you're just... still. Is it one of those beers that like you're like, oh, if you take 12 sips, it suddenly let's becomes do magical. Let's do the test. It's called the two gulp. The two gulp? I don't know. I haven't done that since high school.
1: The beer tastes kind of gross. You just drink it a lot more. And it tastes better.
0: Uh, it kind of tastes like a like an ashtray full of nickels it's not good
1: so how often do you get that flavor profile going on
0: i had it once in my life and i won't go again until now you buy a beer that's called terrible (laughs) nickels anyway let's move on from this nasty beer so they're making a new jeepers creepers film
1: see jeepers creepers It's like the best film. One of my favorite scary movies. We've talked about it, right? Several times. You had that story that like aligned with Jeepers Creepers. or they? Mr. Depew. It was based off it. Yeah. Depew. Depew. That was the last thing he heard was when he shot himself. Depew. My my favorite part. I can't remember which Jeepers Creepers it was, but it was uh, after like he goes into stasis. They just like chain him up in a barn. (laughs) They're just ready to like shoot him when he comes back. To
0: life i think it was the second one yeah it's like the guy on the farm and he's him like, chained up he's like every 27 years <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah no it was really cool so like the first one best movie ever second one was tolerable it wasn't the best you could still watch it the third one god awful you didn't horrible. like the buses
1: the, the buses. teenagers
0: was, that's i said it was tolerable. it wasn't my favorite it was Wait, i thought that the was the third one no the third one was like just trash
1: oh i haven't seen it
0: yeah don't watch i it. remember
1: a bus in the first one okay
0: yeah the yes that's two yeah i yeah yeah, okay i'm fine what was the third one about (laughs) now i'm curious i don't it's like you it's nothing it's about nothing it's horrible it's like these teenagers riding around on a On like motorcycles, and then Jeepers Creepers car shoots this like impaling spear out and pulls it. It's horrible. It's (laughs) absolutely like dancing on his truck. I kid you not. He literally was. Just go watch this stupid film. He's from the south. You'll probably just how they do things there. You'll probably give it a four out of five, just like you're giving this. No, I'm a a dick when it comes to movies. But anyway, I guess they got a really good director. I don't know who's doing it, but it's supposed to be a really good film. I don't know if they're just forgetting the third ever happened or if it's a complete reboot. But I think you got to reboot that. You can't have
1: some hillbilly jeeper yeah. creeper.
0: But it's set for 2021 release, so this year.
1: If I saw him dancing on, on a truck, I'd be like, jeepers, he really is a creeper.
0: But also, on, on the topic of new movies, your uh, buddy M. Night Shyamalan's making a new one. Oh. It actually looks pretty good. It's called Old yeah and it's like this family that goes to the beach and like the son walks away and then he comes back and he's like 13 years older and he's only been gone for like 10 seconds
1: i think the only way m night Shyamalan could like redeem himself to me is where he has a movie like that and then all of a sudden the character is like wait a minute this big twist is gonna happen oh my god everything aligns to this weird bizarre twist and then it's like no it's what are you talking about and that's the end of the movie
0: that's how you would redeem it yeah i'd be like
1: yeah he didn't do a twist i think the, uh, and that is the twist <laughs> the twist is whoa. there's no twist whoa
0: <laughs> see look i'm not gonna lie he's had some shit movies right lady
1: in the water you're not a fan of that
0: the village the happening uh Avatar, airbender yeah, like when see, he
1: when he got the rights to that i died on the inside right
0: so he's had some shit but he, you know the visit that he did more recently was really good his, I haven't watched it. His show on Apple Plus Servant is really good. But this one looks okay. I think that you're living in M.I. Shyamalan plot twist. You're going to suddenly be like, just kidding. I like Shyamalan. Twist. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's current movie events. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really it. Our lives are pretty boring. I went out of town, got away from the snow for a bit, went and sat in 70-degree weather, had a lot of beers. It was pretty nice. Yeah. So, But, uh, yeah, we're back, and we're doing the next five states.
1: All right, what are the, the five states here?
0: The five states that we are covering today is New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, and Ohio. Nice. Ohio. All right, so I'll kick us off with some good old New Mexico. I'm probably going to butcher this, so I apologize, but it's La Maya Ora. Do you know what that translates to, Clean? I know you're really hefty in your Spanish.
1: Yeah, it's uh, there it was an old wooden ship used
0: in the Civil War. Nope. That was La Maya Aura too. This is just La Maya Aura. Oh, I tra- thought you said
1: La Maya Wara.
0: Wara? No. Aura. It translates to the evil hour. Oh, like the, the witch's hour. So when it comes to the La Maya Aura, there's a few different versions depending on where you are. In New Mexico, it's described as an entity that you don't ever want to see on a dark road. I mean, if you can tell me of an entity you do want to see on a dark road i mean i just think every entity on a dark road is a bad idea
1: yeah maybe not like a care bear but
0: on a dark avenue that care Bear's up to some sketchy shit he's got like a probably a, a hepatitis c knife i'm gonna stab you with it i'd have some
1: questions
0: you're just sitting there i have some questions for you fucking care bear what are you doing here hepatitis what color of c. care bear the green one he's a sketchy mofo <laughs> gangrenous <laughs> So legend states that the, uh, this apparition first appears as a ball of black energy that is constantly moving and changing its size and shape. So it's just like this big gelatinous blob. Sometimes it looks like a large lock of wool or an entire fleece that expands and contracts. Hmm. So it's like, it just sounds gross.
1: That's kind of a smarter bit legend, though, because if you think about it, like when you're really tired at night and you're just looking around, just in the peripheries of your eyes, you might see something that looks like a black orb. And Mm -hmm. if you're told that's a thing when you're a kid, you're like, shit, I think I just saw it. Right. I was never taught that, you know. You always see those little tracers in your eyes. Yeah.
0: And it's just constantly moving, like when you blink and you get something in your eye and it's like little... Oh, the squiggly line. I hate that. I think that's what it is, the squiggly line. It's just eye problems. That's all this is. It's a bunch of people with eye problems. The problem is, if you look at it, you will slowly go insane and eventually die. I guess we've just been getting away with looking at those black squiggles. But we weren't in uh, New Mexico, so I think we're safe. So if you're in New Mexico, you're walking down an aisle and you see like a floating orb and you look at it, you're going to die eventually, just yeah. going completely insane.
1: I'd rather see the orb than hear the hum. What? There's a thing. It's called the tu- Tucson hum?
0: I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like basically, I don't know if it's Tucson, but um, a lot of residents down there say they hear this hum and it just is so annoying. It's just constant. Nobody else can like, uh, nobody's been able, like uh, a bunch of people in the town can hear the hum, but no one can record it.
0: Oh, have you ever had a beer that just pisses you off?
1: This one time, I had a beer with someone, and I just wanted to hit them. Like I just like want to hit just a
0: hat right off their head. Uh, you can go for it. like a I little pink hat. Just I want still, I still think that's better than this beer. You can hit me, and I think it's still a better time. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't usually appear as a human figure, but when it does, it can often be seen as a scary-looking woman. Ah,
1: huh.
0: Always scary if you happen to see her at a crossroads dressed in black either you or someone in your family will die so it's always death
1: yeah and it's like a crossroads too i'd be like shit i was here to be a good guitar player now someone's gonna have my family die or me
0: yeah what would you do like you knew that you or someone in your family would die like what would you do life insurance you, policy who would you call first like who are you calling first in your family to make sure they're good yeah yeah you went all after sketchy, i get the like,
1: life insurance policy okay hh home so you got it you got to call and be like hey how are you feeling how are you feeling <laughs> i'm just kidding
0: did you come down with the flu today no okay you're good i don't want to talk all right, to you see you bye no shut up I, I'm, I'm done talking to you have a call your brother oh god you're going you a, you a cough
1: hey uh oh, god. i need you to sign this paper
0: <laughs> i'll be over real quick bud don't worry i'm gonna There's bring an you some. insurance policy
1: <laughs> The proceeds
0: will go to me if the unlikelihood that you die. I'm going to bring you some snacky snacks. We're going to make this real comforting, bro. Don't even worry about it. So either way, you know, you look at this thing, you're dead. So if you're seeing a black orb in New Mexico, just walk away. La Maya Aura isn't always seen as a crazy changing entity, however, in Mexico. So not New Mexico, but actual Mexico. La Maya Aura is seen as a beautiful, long-haired woman dressed in white who is walking alone on the side of the road at night. Now, you, an upstanding citizen, would you stop and help this beautiful long haired woman walking alone at night? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, make sure she's okay.
0: <laughs> Just, are you okay, ma'am? Are you fine? Are you good? Yeah. No other ambitions, right, Cleet? Nope. Yep. Nope. Just pick her up, take her home, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, but I mean, I think you see like a, a woman walking in. A white dress down in the middle of the night that's just suspicious you gotta actually make sure they're okay I mean yeah like, but you can like roll down the window just a little bit and hey you okay, okay yes bye, all right, bye. take off men who see her are so attracted to her that they follow her wherever she goes seemingly hypnotized oh so they park their cars they get out and they go oh you're so
1: beautiful so pretty
0: that's why women live longer because men are dumbasses the rare few who claim to have seen her and survived described it suddenly being lost, not remembering how they got there. If they had a lantern or a light with them, it would immediately just cease to work. Just done. Gone. Hmm. They described that the lady they were following was floating rather than walking and that her toes were all backwards. Ew. That's some fucked up shit. If I see any girl with toes backwards, I'm like, that's a deal breaker. Bye. How do you wear shoes? Backwards. Backwards shoes. (laughs) (laughs) like those shoes are funky and my toes are backwards all right <laughs> i have an upside down face Can i see your fingers <laughs> the unfortunate ones who don't see the floating woman will be led off of a ravine or a cliff to their death how the fuck do you not notice a floating woman well um,
1: once you see it man you're hypnotized you're just done
0: apparently only the dumbest ones are like oh you're so pretty why are you seven feet tall like a
1: moth to a flame
0: so, anyway, that's basically it. La Mayora. Wow. That's the urban legend. So, some people still say they'll be driving down the road. They'll see a woman in white. They'll, I mean, there's no, like, taunting. Usually with, like, urban legends, like, oh, let's do a stupid jig and flash the lights and drive away. Yeah, it's none of that. So, if you just see a floating entity or a hot woman in Mexico, you're probably going to die. Nice. That's you know, it's true, though. You know? Yeah. So, that's, that's uh, New Mexico for you. La Mayora.
1: Like, hey, come to the sketchy bar with me. And then you are
0: robbed. The bar is called Terrible, and it's a good place. There's a
1: casino called Terrible.
0: It's Terrible's, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we I, stop I there would never th- go there.
0: We always, there's a gas it's station. Indeed. We always stop there on our way to Arizona and get some drinks and stuff. It's so, always one of our stops.
1: I always feel like you'd, like you'd have bad luck. Like, why name a casino
0: Terrible's? So you won't go to a casino named Terrible's, but you'll buy a beer that's called Terrible. Yeah, you
1: got to take risks, Briton.
0: Oh, apparently only the dumb risks.
1: Moving to New York. All right. The Legend of the Super Clap. I'm just
0: kidding. I was gonna say, is that like a sex <laughs> disease?
1: The legend of Cropsy. You C- heard of Cropsy? Cropsy.
0: I feel like I've heard the name. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot you with this flying insect killer. Do you think I right die? Right in the eyes. <laughs> right in the eyes. Ah, there we go. That's nice. Yeah. Your hot lung air all over the mic. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice.
1: The legend takes place in Staten Island, New York, over the Sea View Host- Hospital of an old tuberculosis sanatorium.
0: Good God. Imagine, where do you work? The tuberculosis sanatorium.
1: Um, this legend takes place... <laughs> Damn it! Figure it out! That's because I need more beer.
0: I think you need less beer is the problem.
1: This legend takes place in Staten Island, New York, over at Seaview Hospital, which is an old tuberculosis sanatorium. It was in the abandoned tunnels that were supposedly below this building where Cropsey would drag his victims to meet their untimely end. Ugh. But who... Or what was Cropsy? He was the epitome of New York's boogeyman. Huh. He was waiting for you down the street in a darkened alleyway. He waited outside your window at night, waiting to snatch you up.
0: He's just everywhere looking to kidnap you.
1: Yeah, he's Fucking
0: a creep. Fucking
1: He's jeepers he's a creeper.
0: Oh my God.
1: Parents would spin tales to their children, telling the horrors of Cropsy.
0: He had a lot of them
1: horrors. <laughs> to stop them from wandering off or leaving leaving the house unattended at night. According to a popular version of the legend, Cropsey is an escaped mental patient who wields a sharp metal hook metal hook <laughs> for a hand. He comes after his victims at night, mainly those people being children. He will dig his hook deep into them and drag them into the dark tunnels beneath the old sea view sanatorium
0: man this is just a good old wholesome tale
1: never to be seen again yeah mm-hmm. can you imagine you're just like man i, I want to teach my kid responsibility but that's like a lot of work so i'm just telling him there's like a psychopath murderer outside his window and if he goes out he's gonna get killed with a hook he's gonna be dragged <laughs> out to a tunnel and you will feel pain like,
0: my yeah. god this is yeah, a hell i don't, hell think, razor, I don't man. think any kids are gonna go out for that but my question is why is he called cropsy and not hooksy <laughs> i he don't a know hook. man i was don't he know a crop farmer
1: well we'll get into it maybe Did
0: uh... i just spoil it again
1: <laughs> he was a crop farmer Not i'm kidding <laughs> um
0: god damn it i knew it
1: if you were me so so when i was researching the story it actually sounded very um familiar that's because it's uh it's tied to a very classic short scary story around like uh, a boy and a gal on a date and the specific one that i'm gonna go over first is lover's lane so does that kind of ring bells to you
0: there's so many lover's lanes yeah there's one, there's one down by my house yeah
1: yeah but like do you do you know like what happens on that story
0: yeah you go to make love and you end up dying
1: oh really i thought they were like shaking hands and comparing like their hand sizes
0: yeah, they're comparing sizes of other things. Oh, all right. Hands. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. How big is your sock?
1: <laughs> so let's jump into this urban legend. Let's do. Let's so, go
0: Lover's Lane, bro.
1: You know, they're just sitting there in a car, Lover's Lane, shaking hands. Playing and, uh And listening to the radio because they're just trying to get in the mood of this sick Uno game, you
0: know? <laughs> Draw two.
1: And all of a sudden, there's a cut to the radio, and they hear over it. An announcement saying there is an escaped mental patient who is loose in the nearby town.
0: So, quite literally, that would be terrifying. Can you imagine being like (laughs) close to a mental institution and having the radio immediately breaking news: a mental institute patient broke out. Just imagine this this, though:
1: like you're the guy and you're just about to win at Uno, like you're just about to win.
0: You are just about to get that last card down, and that
1: comes on. You're just like, are you seriously trying to stop me from winning Uno?
0: You want to have me pick four? I'm just about to get home with uno
1: so this radio announcement says like he's dangerous um he can be identified easily because he has a missing hand which he replaced with a sharp shiny hook oh. how they know that is bizarre did he and, escape
0: from neverland
1: <clears throat> yeah yeah
0: you get tired of going after peter pan
1: so you know obviously the girl is worried doesn't care about uno at all
0: now they're gonna move on to jenga
1: and her boyfriend is less concerned is just like i want to finish uno like what's going on here the doors are locked I mean, they can't even see inside the car. Like, let's just finish our Uno. Uno
0: is so important. I only came for Uno.
1: And finally, you know, the girl just like, we got to go. And the guy's like, okay, whatever. He throws the cards in the back. And uh, they eventually drive away from Lover's Lane. And uh, actually, before they drive away, I I forgot to put this in here. They do hear like an ominous scratch when they're like driving away from it. I don't know.
0: Like so the, he, like, like a like drive-by scratching? Oh, yeah. he's scratching
1: the wall, Yeah. You know, except on a car. I was just thinking about this because you've heard this story, right? Yeah. this just uh, reminds me of my childhood. And I remember, like, when I first heard this story, uh, I was, like, really young. And my brothers and I made a fort in the basement. And we slept in the fort for that night. We're telling ghost stories, and this is one of them. Now, there's other different stories um, or versions of the story which are a little bit more gruesome, and I've heard them as well. I
0: love the gruesome stories.
1: Yeah, so in this story, a young couple is just driving down a wooded road, and they hear that same radio report of a missing mental patient with a hook for a hand and is considered extremely dangerous. So I guess the boyfriend was driving a Ford, and the car immediately broke down right after that.
0: Ford tough. They Uh, never break down. Ford tough. You drive a Ford
1: and uh, so he's just like, hey, there's a gas station a mile or two down the road. Let me just walk there. I'll get some help. And what I always think is funny about the story, I guess they're in, the, like, in a very wooded area, but he instructs his girlfriend to hide on the floor in the back of the car under a blanket. Like, I mean, she must have been really scared. Like, I, I guess a radio announcement. Okay, I guess yeah. that makes sense. While you're down but, uh, there, grab the Uno cards. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tells her, he's like, hey, when I return um you'll know because i'll knock twice that way you can just stay under the blanket so there's not some crazy mental patient you know knocking on the door and you look under the blanket and then you're going to get you know
0: hooked classic the old two knocker
1: so she hides under the blanket she's holding really still a minute goes by and then what seems like an hour goes by and then and then two and then all of a sudden she stops and listens and she hears a knock on the car and then she hears a second one, and she's very relieved. She's like, my boyfriend's back. Everything's great. But just as soon as she's about to get out from under that blanket, she hears another knock, and her Uh-oh. stomach just churns. Oh, God. You know, that's not her boyfriend. I mean, it could just be some crazy mental patient. And she just the knocking, it just keeps happening. It doesn't stop. It's, it's almost rhythmic. And uh, she's just, she's so scared she doesn't move. And she just, she falls asleep after just holding still for hours.
0: Oh, my God. You're falling asleep? Well, if you're just
1: holding still under a blanket, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, I, I think it will. No, not for me.
0: Know. There's yeah. an escaped mental patient. Your boyfriend's not back for hours. There's a knocking hours. on I'm the just, door. I'm just going to sleep here next to these Uno cards. <laughs> Sticky Uno cards.
1: <laughs> so all of a sudden, she hears sirens um outside the car followed by frantic knocking. So she finally gets under the blanket. She sees a man. She doesn't know him. She gets out, and he's like, I'm a police officer. He's like, get out of the car. Get out of the car. And he just grabs her, and he's just, like, trying to pull her along and just says, don't look back. We're going to get you home. Don't worry. Just don't look back. And she's just wondering, like, well, where's my boyfriend? What's going on? What was that knocking? And she looks back, and she sees her boyfriend hanging from a tree with a hook lodged into his torso. You know, he's dead. Um, and his corpse is, was swaying that night with the wind, and it was his shoes that were hitting the car, making that familiar knocking sound.
0: Oh, God. I thought it was like killer knocking on it, but it's just his dead-ass shoes.
1: Yeah. So th- those are like the two famous stories that stemmed from Cropsey. Um, but it, make, it really makes you wonder, like, who the fuck was Cropsy? I mean, that guy must have been crazy, yeah. right? These stories were based from the 1970s when the legend of Cropsey came to life in a terrifying real way, with the emergence of a man named Andre Rand.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Andre Rand, a.k.a. Cropsey. Cropsey.
1: Um, He was born Frank Russian, but for some reason it changed his name to to Andre Rand. So Makes sense. Maybe I don't want to
0: be Frank Russian. Call me Andre Rand.
1: His past is not noted with having any particular abusive or tragic childhood. However, in the year 1958, his father passed away when Rand was 14 years old. His mother, possibly not being able to deal with the loss of her husband, uh, got institutionalized at Pilgrim Psychiatric Center in Brentwood, New York in 1958.
0: She just went nuts. I mean, I mean, it happens. They've been together for their whole life. You lose a spouse, you go nuts sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, this left him and his cell this, this <laughs> left himself and his sister alone in their teenage years. Soon in his late 20s, and this was in the mid 1960s, Rand worked as a custodian, orderly, and a physical therapist at the Willowbrook State School.
0: Why the fuck are you saying it's Willowbrook State School. School.
1: Yeah. At the Willowbrook State School. The Willowbrook State School was a state supported institution. Shocking. For children with intellectual intellectual, di-
0: intellectual. <laughs> I know
1: intellectual.
0: <laughs> god damn it! All right, here we go again, folks. Yeah, of course I gotta do it right intellectual. here.
1: Intellectual <laughs> with intellectual disabilities. So, like a place times. for you.
0: Oh, <laughs> fuck you. you! You can't even talk, and you're cracking jokes <laughs> into into electrical <laughs> interelectrical. It's intellectual.
1: That will make me shove those crayons into your mouth by force.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Help me.
1: <laughs> that operated from 1940 to 1987. During that time of Willowbrook State School, they came under scrutiny for questionable medical practices and experiments.
0: Oh, so questionable at shoving
1: best. crayons in people's mouths.
0: They had a couple of helium tanks floating around. <laughs>
1: Some inflatable tubes.
0: Some terrible beer called terrible. Terrible.
1: Um, It was uh, finally closed in 1987 after public outcry, like a lot of the uh, mental institutions in the past. Um, Its closure even led to legislation that further protected the rights of those with disabilities. Mm, Nice. Regardless, Andre Rand began working at Willow State School in the 60s, and when 1969 rolled around, Andre's behavior would start to lean into a very dark direction. (sighs) So May 25th, 1969, is the first time... Andre came under police scrutiny when he abducted and tried to assault a nine-year-old girl. Fortunately, he was caught before the assault occurred and was sentenced to a 16-month uh, prison sentence, and he was convicted for attempted sexual assault. So he wasn't...
0: 16 months is all that carries, huh?
1: Yeah. Jeepers, he was a creeper. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Still, still going strong with that one, aren't Yeah, you?
1: yeah, I'm not going to okay. let that go. Um, shortly after that... Shortly after Rand was released from prison, a little less than two years later in 1972, a five year old girl named Alice Pereira was playing in the lobby of an apartment building her family lived in with her brother. Her brother left her alone for just a few moments. That's all it takes. But when he returned, Alice was gone.
0: <sighs> Fuck that guy, dude. You yeah, I do like that. Kids is just not okay.
1: So she vanished at around 3:30 p.m. that afternoon. And at 6.15, that evening, her mother called the police.
0: So three hours, 15 minutes later? Yeah. Mm. Well, you
1: know, they're probably looking around. Maybe she thought, yeah. you know, I don't want to judge. I don't know. Um, but Alice was never seen again. Never found oh, like, like a body or anything. Yeah. Police immediately suspected Rand of Alice's disappearance due to his history. And he was in close proximity of the area. But at the time, they did not have enough evidence to link him directly to Alice's vanishing so he's like the prime not. suspect but they just couldn't find the smoking gun
0: you know man we <clears> suspect <throat> this guy we just don't have enough to go off of him yeah. i'd be so pissed it sucks like, tell me where this fucking guy is i'll take care of it like yeah. i mean your daughter's missing forever i'll i'd i'd kill the guy
1: what like, if it wasn't him though what if he didn't have the proof i'd feel bad what it was like we think it's him but it's, it ends up just being some innocent dude that was playing Uno. innocent dude I'm not saying he was, but you you got to have evidence, right? I, I get it,
0: but then right. the, the guy we're talking about... Yeah, yeah. In your theoretical
1: example, they didn't know,
0: though. He's already been served jail time for an alleged... <laughs> like, so it's not... I'm, I'm sorry, he's a fucking creep, dude.
1: Britain is the judge, jury, and executioner, people.
0: Capital E. <laughs> Capital E.
1: So, a decade passed later, uh, in 1979, Rand was accused of sexually assaulting a young woman and a 15-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, see, he's... I would have killed him. They would have saved him right there. Dead.
1: Yeah. They you know, they lived. He didn't kill him, but for some reason they ended up not pressing charges against Rand, and as a result, he was never indicted, indicted for the crime.
0: Wow. Cool.
1: A few years later in 1981, a 7-year-old named Holly Ann Hughes was sent by her mother to the Port Richmond Deli near Richmond Terrace and Park Ave, around 2 blocks from where they were to buy some ivory soap. The shopkeeper clearly remembers seeing the girl buying the soap, but she never made it back to her mother. Holly Hughes was never heard from again.
0: Go and get the soap, but only the ivory kind. We're an ivory household.
1: That's what you got out of this conversation: is the ivory soap.
0: Well, I mean, it's very specific.
1: Not the heartbreaking tragic loss.
0: I've already told. I mean, Miss I would have killed the guy. It wouldn't have happened anyway. It's the <laughs> so ivory soap. You're over, soap. It. You're over I'm it. it. I'm over it. He's dead in my mind. I killed him.
1: So here's where it gets worse. Eyewitnesses uh, claim to have seen Andre Rand pulling Holly into his van. I assume it was windowless and, they and driving interject. away. Yeah, but, I don't know no, exactly I'm, 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 what okay,
0: happened. Serious serious question, though. You see a child being grabbed by a man and thrown into a van. What do you do? <laughs> you got to follow him. Why are you comes. laughing? <laughs> like, no, I, like, Why I, are you laughing? Shut yeah, up. I would literally follow him. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. That's good. They 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 did this stupid prank. Like I, I saw it on Facebook. It's like these. You know, I'm serious. Like there was a prank that this this stupid group did where they would pretend to kidnap. They weren't children. They were like lone women walking down the sidewalk, and they pretend to kidnap. And they're like, oh, just kidding. Here's 50 bucks for being in my video. And it's like that's not okay. Like you could easily get murdered. And a lot of like bigger guys were jumping in to try and stop it. I'm like, you're gonna get shot. You know the Borat movies? Do you watch those? Yeah. So he said he's not going to do Borat anymore because he almost got shot in the second movie. Like he literally almost got killed filming the movie. I haven't seen the second one. Oh, it's so good! Oh, it's so good. He's <laughs> nice. It's you know it's so good. But yeah, he's he he came out and said he's not doing Borat because it almost cost him his life. Why are you laughing? You're laughing at this <laughs>
1: because it was funny. It's worth his life.
0: Oh, it's worth his life for yes. a Borat 3. Yeah. You're like, you know, if he dies for my <laughs> Borat 3 entertainment, fuck it. I don't care.
1: Sometimes you got to take risks, and they're terrible risks.
0: Oh, like I'm... Just like this, this beer. beer. And my stomach is feeling quite terrible. Good. Good. You just wanted to give me the wicked shits when I get home. <laughs> I'm like, damn you, Cleet. And you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going somewhere no. else with that. You just ended right yeah, there. That's it. Okay, that's cool. So where are we at?
1: Rand would not be charged with Holly's disappearance until years later. In 1983, Andre Rand comes into police radar again when he does something extremely bizarre. While driving a bus...
0: <laughs> I missed <a> such <laughs> a good joke there. Like, how did it. he get a bus? I missed a good joke. And uh, I wasn't quick enough. I don't know how you steal a bus. I don't know. <laughs> he shows up <laughs> to a, a school in a stolen <laughs> bus,
1: disappears with a whole freaking neighborhood of kids.
0: Why are you <laughs> kidnap in the neighborhood? <laughs> 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 he took a bus of kids. Oh my god! So he All stole right. a whole bus of children. Yeah, that's not
1: okay. Hang on, no. So, oh god, context. I lost my spot. I was laughing too hard. Um, so while Rand was driving this bus, Edith shows up to this uh, local Staten Island YMCA and picked up a group of eleven kids. Oh. He then proceeded to drive them to White Castle and buy them all burgers. Huh. After stopping at White Castle, he then brings them to the New York, New York Airport in New Jersey to watch planes. Oh. That's you know, kind of a strange twist. Yeah, that's a um, really
0: weird outing. Like, hey, we're going to go to White Castle. for. Was that a fucking joke, though? Uh-huh. The burgers at White Castle? Was that yeah, real? Yeah, that was real. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you are yeah. fucking with me or not. <laughs> we're going to go get some burgers. We're just going to go sit and watch the planes. <laughs> stay in the bus though (laughs) jesus christ i don't know if you're fucking with me ever i can't even tell you're always just throwing little things in there (laughs) (laughs) disappears full bus in burgers i don't know what you're talking about
1: obviously this is done without the consent of their parents uh obviously police caught wind of this and andre rand ended up serving another 10 months in jail for unlawful imprisonment oh my god so 12 days after he was released from prison, August 14th, 1983, an 11-year-old girl named Tashiz Jackson was reported missing after her mother sent her to purchase food and she didn't return. Police immediately questioned Rand, but once again, they did not have enough evidence to tie him to the disappearance. This is
0: frustrating.
1: So they had to let him go.
0: Uh, of course they did.
1: On July 9th, 1987, a few years later, a 12-year-old girl with Down syndrome went out for what was supposed to be a short walk but never returned. This one's really sad. A month later, after relentless searching by volunteers and police, her body was uncovered near what was known then as the Staten Island Developmental Center.
0: That's just ridiculous. That's not okay.
1: Yeah, and so just going off uh, papers here. So an excerpt of the August 14, 1987 edition of the New York Times reads as follows. A retired firefighter, George Kramer, led other searchers Wednesday night to a spot he had noticed where clay was mixed with uh, darker topsoil. The volunteers began digging and eventually unearthed the body, police said. Regarding Andre Rand, the same article stated the following. Last week, 43-year-old homeless man Andre Rand was charged with kidnapping the girl. Police officials said that it was possible that Mr. Rand who was the last person seen with jennifer on the day she disappeared would now be charged with murder the article closes by saying senior law enforcement officials have said mr rand is a possible suspect in the disappearance of at least two other younger girls on the island tashisi jackson who disappeared in 1983 and holly ann hughes missing since 1981 when all is said and done In 1988, Rand was charged with the kidnapping and first-degree murder of Jennifer uh, Schwager and sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. In 2004, Rand was put on trial again, this time for kidnapping and hauling Hughes. He was convicted and sentenced to another 25 to life. Um, This will make him eligible for parole in 2037 when he will be 93 years old. There are many theories surrounding Rand's abductions some speculated that he was involved in a satanic ritual and was offering the children as a sacrifice. See, people always think like evil has to have like this crazy meaning. Right, that's, it's always it a satanic sicko, thing. It just, like, just
0: it was a sick dude. You can just be a twisted <clears throat> fucker without having to have some satanic agenda.
1: Yeah. Um, others believe he was not working alone and was passing the children children um, around an underground network of homeless and disabled people living. In the tunnels under the former, <laughs> under the former Willowbrook
0: State School. That's even more sketchy. Like just to think this organized underground group of homeless people, just people tossing children around—that's just horrible.
1: Whatever the case, we can, whatever the case we can be sure of one thing: the legend of Cropsy as a hook-handed boogeyman may have been a little to no truthful merit in it. But the monster known as Andre Rand. Child abductor and murderer is real and serves as enough real life fuel for our nightmares.
0: Yeah, fuck that guy, tremendously. Well, that was that was pretty dark. Clee, thanks for a trip down that fucking road. Yeah. All right, so let's hop on over to North Carolina for the Beast of Bladenboro. That's scary. Is it though? Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've had a hell portal one. This yes. is a hell portal, but like we ah, uh, like are you first, serious? Why? <laughs> <I feel like, laughs> the first five episodes it was like hell 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 cryptid hell cryptid and then like we haven't had a single one since
1: yeah, i just got a bunch of sanatoriums
0: that's true all right so during the 1950s several dogs had been found dead and drained of all their blood in the town of bladenboro north carolina weren't you there during that time frame? shut up the first deaths were reported on december 29th 1953 witnesses that claimed to have seen the creature described it as being sleek Black and about five feet long. Oh. Yeah. I think it's your cat.
1: It's like a big wiener dog, but black.
0: You just wanted to say wiener. This creature killed a dog in Clarkton, North Carolina, which is roughly eight miles from Bladenboro.
1: Could you imagine a five foot long wiener dog?
0: That's just horrible. <laughs> that's as tall as you are almost. What are you, like 5'2"? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, that's you almost, think I'm 5'2"? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. On December 31, 1954, two dogs that belonged to a resident of Bladenboro were discovered dead with a significant amount of blood near their kennels. So the owner said this, My dogs put up a good fight. There was blood all over the porch, big puddles of it, and there was a pool of saliva on the porch. It killed one dog at 10.30 and left it lying there. My dad wrapped the dog up in a blanket. That thing came back and got that dog, and nobody's seen the dog since. At 1.30 in the morning, it came back and killed the other dog and took it off. We found it three days later in a hedgerow. Hedge the top of one of the dog's heads was torn off, and its body was crushed and wet, like it had been in that thing's mouth. The other dog's lower jaw was torn off. Jesus. Now what would you do if you saw your dog in that state?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd try to, like, kill whatever it was. You know, put out some bait, have a little gun.
0: Well, the bait is dogs.
1: Well, you know, throw a steak out on your porch the next night. It doesn't want steak. It wants dogs. All right, I'll buy a dog.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. You already lost, two. You buy yeah. another one? <sighs> it's anyway.
1: Fo- it's the gambler's fallacy. I'm going to win this time.
0: That's a terrible idea. It's
1: like Jurassic Park
0: with the goat. Yeah, with the raptors and the goat. The next day on January 1st, 1955, Two more dogs were found dead at Bladenborough Farm, and another dog was reported dead the next night from another farmer. So random dogs are just found dead all over the town. Two more dead dogs were found the next day. Now, on these two, they did an autopsy so they could try and figure out what the hell was going on, and it was reported that there wasn't more than two or three drops of blood in them. So other th- all the blood was taken the out. The
1: Chupacabra.
0: The Chupacabra. The victim's bottom lip had been broken open and his jawbone smashed back. So, like, the, the skulls are just completely fucked beyond repair, and there's no blood in them left. Like, that's it. It's just insane. More deaths were reported in the coming days, including a freshly decapitated rabbit that was still warm and a goat died with its head flattened.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Just a flattened goat head. <laughs> <laughs> the hell do you do in that case? Bladenborough is just possessed. Maybe man. they
1: did have a T Rex on the loose. <laughs>
0: Did you read this script before? Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Yeah. There's no fucking T-Rex well, make in this a joke.
1: I take your bit.
0: <laughs> like motherfucker! Damn it! The townsfolk believed that there was a vampire on the loose. Jesus! Right? It's always a vampire. The blood's drained, ripping skull, glittering out in
1: the daytime. Yeah,
0: it's always shiny. They should
1: check the high schools.
0: Some Twilight shit. Others didn't really buy into the notion as more descriptions came flooding in from those who supposedly saw the beast. See, that's what we've talked about before. You see one report and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh yeah, I saw this thing. One local described the beast as four and a half feet long that was bushy, resembled a bear or panther.
1: Man, I'd be the guy trolling. I'd be like, yeah, I saw a five foot wiener dog. He looked (laughs) pissed.
0: Another description painted it as small with another one just like it running by its side. Some are saying there's two of these fucking beasts running around. One local recalled hearing a strange noise like a baby crying. Oh. What kind of animal cries like a baby? So one report made it into the newspaper with this description. It was about 20 inches high, had a long tail, about 14 inches. The color of it was dark. It had a face exactly like a cat, only I ain't ever seen a cat that big. It was walking around, stealthy, sneaky. It's in the local newspaper so you know it's legit a group of hunters gathered to hunt the beast they recalled seeing tracks with claws at least an inch long and indicated an 80 to 90 pound beast on january 5th the beast was seen attacking a dog it ran away and was never found but tracks were seen along a creek bank there were two sets of prints with one set being much smaller so you would think it's like a mom and a baby yeah now for hunting Later in that evening a report of a big mountain lion was made supposedly it was around some dog's three houses down from the gal reporting it apparently the beast ran towards her but bolted as soon as she began to scream bloody murder the tracks outside her house were bigger than a silver dollar that's not very big yeah you think of a beast of like bladenborough a huge massive beast you're thinking like T-Rex sized but it just had like thin legs yeah it's like man the the tracks were bigger than a penny my god no shit we've got a Hits crazy taste like pennies too because i licked him okay they eventually resorted to police dogs for for help in tracking this. because <laughs> <Fuck you, dude.
1: laughs> <laughs> i lick them.
0: i was trying to keep going but god damn it <laughs> i was trying i failed they eventually resorted to police dogs for help in tracking this monster but the dogs were too afraid to pursue it what kind of fucking police dogs are those they're just sitting there pissing down their legs. Like, I ain't going to no, pass. Hunting parties consisting of youths and their dogs started to form in the hopes of being the ones to finally end the killings. On January 4th, during a hunting party, they walked three miles around the... Bro, what? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you're laughing and I can fucking hear it. Because okay. you're a little guffaws in I'm the done. background. <laughs> Stop thinking of school buses. <laughs> freak.
1: That'd uh, be the best urban legend. Uh, the a school, bus. school bus? Saw <laughs> no one saw him again, but people seem trying to have the free world scared. Skull scared.
0: <laughs> just high school kids, like, what the hell is that about? Tick off. Thir- a third of the school's gone. <laughs> oh, you're so stuck on the school bus idea. I can't, I can't finish this because every time I try. On January 4th, during a hunting party, they walked three miles around the swamps, finding nothing. On January 5th, more than 500 people and dogs hunted the swamp. So, like, all these people are just fucking flooding around trying to find this thing. As of January 7th, more than 1,000 people were combing through the swamps hunting this beast. That's crazy. Like, dogs. And they're all carrying, like, guns and stuff trying to hunt this fucking thing. On the evening of January 8th, the only only hunters that were left were a couple of frat boys. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to find this fucking thing.
1: Let's get some PBRs and go hunting.
0: Mayor Fusel called off the hunts unless the creature struck again, as at this point in time the large hunting parties were more safety concerns at this point. Because everyone's drunk, yeah. walking around with guns and dogs. It's just not a good thing. On January 13th, a local farmer named Luther Davis found a bobcat stuck in a steel trap four miles from the city in Big Swamp. He shot it in the head, killing it instantly. The mayor then pronounced the beast of Bladenboro dead and no longer an issue you believe that it was just a bobcat? Yep. Several people disputed this as such a small cat couldn't have been responsible for all the deaths of those dogs, because some of the dogs, I guess, were pretty big. That same day, Bruce Souls from Tabor City was leaving Bladenboro when he hit and killed a cat with his car. The cat was reportedly spotted like a leopard and was 20 to 24 inches high, weighing 75 to 90 pounds. Damn. He took the cat home with him, claiming that he killed the beast of Bladenboro. All right. Yeah. So, like, everyone's, like, killing these, like, leopards and stuff and saying, oh, I killed the beast. The townspeople never really agreed as to what the beast actually was. Some speculated, of course, that it was some sort of cat but can't agree on any one species. Some claim it was a bear or panther, while others think it was a wolverine. Some even still believe that it was a vampire that got away, never to be found, but too afraid of all the attention it was getting. <laughs> I think the vampire is the most logical <laughs> That makes sense.
1: I'm going with vampire that was right. uh, shy of attention.
0: The one thing that I think they're missing is aliens. Like, it's got <laughs> to it be It was aliens. the aliens. It's got to be. The town has since embraced the history and even hold a beast feast every year to honor it. A beast feast? we got to go to this beast yeah, feast damn. in North Carolina, man. I'm not even kidding. So that is the story of the Bladenboro Beast supposedly some people are, are still believe that it's a vampire and they claim that they have to lock your dogs away at night or it's going to eat them but hide uh, your dogs
1: hide your cats
0: blame bro beast is everywhere <laughs> <laughs> all right where are we going next cleat
1: all right let's jump to north dakota north dakota eh? i was having trouble finding anything in north dakota first i thought it was going to be like um a wood chipper The like the wood chipper got minnesota
0: like in fargo
1: yeah all right, so uh, what I found was uh, in North Dakota they have a haunted sanatorium called uh, San Haven.
0: You got another sanatorium? <laughs> yeah, isn't that
1: funny? So in this sanatorium, again, is another tuberculosis uh, place. It's in the foothills of uh, Turtle Mountains, uh, a few minutes north of Dunseth. Um Thousands. So back in the day when it was operating, thousands of TB patients received treatment here uh, between the years of 1909 and the end of the TB epidemic uh, in around 1940.
0: Dude, tuberculosis would be the worst. Yeah, yeah. killed a lot
1: of people. You know, TB is cured by antibiotics. Clearly, they didn't have that then. So, I mean, the kill rate was pretty much 50% for these people, so a lot of of the people being put there were basically being shipped off to die, you know? The common remedy at the time was they would uh, surgically collapse a lung, and I guess that would somehow help that sounds painful.
0: <laughs> it is to, to fix your Very painful. Say goodbye to one lung.
1: Years later, the place actually became home for the uh, developmentally disabled, and uh, and it became the subject of some controversy. There were a lot of reports of understaffing, mistreatment, and neglect. There was still a very uh, vocal group, though of former employees are like, "Dude, these are just rumors. We have no idea what these people are saying. They don't know shit." So sand haven did come under fire and eventually they lost their funding they closed their doors in 1987 people just say the place looks you know creepy after that you know when i was a kid here in salt lake there used to be that abandoned hospital downtown i'd go check out oh yeah that should look creepy
0: is that but, one in Tooele too I say the one in Tooele, they still use is like a, a horror yeah like Asylum, walk through a sign thing. so but you can also tour it i still want to do that yeah at some we will
1: point. let's do a halloween So yeah, people talk about how creepy it looks because the natural like reclamation of nature taking over the site, you know, the trees are overgrown, the bushes, um, all the outside like there used to be like fountains and now they're just dried up and cobbled. When people go there, they see that they hear like voices. I I, I got a lot of reports of people going in there getting uh, uh, voice recordings of what they would say is like mental patients. I think someone like I heard one saying like he's over there and there was another one where it's like we are all waiting. Jesus. (laughs)
0: Jesus.
1: Which is <laughs> creepy. We are all... Uh, yeah, I couldn't find a lot outside of that, except one thing that was kind of uh, sad is there was one teenager exploring the abandoned place when, I guess he wasn't really paying attention, and he fell down an elevator shaft and died. That's yeah. it. That's all I have.
0: Well, good for you, North Dakota.
1: Yeah, he was just trying to get one of those voice recordings. He fell down an elevator shaft, and, and it was not a war shack. He didn't do that.
0: That's really, really unfortunate. But, I mean, like that's unfortunately a lot of those places are off limits because a lot of them are crumbling and they're just not safe for people to go through and but not nearly as dark as your last one so i guess there's a reprieve for that one yeah
1: there's no tunnels or hookman dragging people down there
0: good old clopsy. let's go ahead and end with ohio oh uh, this one's also very short i couldn't find a lot happening you know, in ohio my
1: heart has always been in ohio
0: okay because is it Ohio. So I yeah, couldn't find a lot. It's just like North Dakota, I guess there's not a whole lot happening in Ohio. So uh, we're going to be covering the Werewolf of Defiance. Oh. Now, first when I read it, I was like, oh, this, this werewolf is very defiant. Yeah, but what did he defy? Defiance is actually the name of a town in Ohio. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> It kind of took, I was like, this werewolf just doesn't care to he, follow orders. He was orders.
1: actually a werewolf that followed the
0: rules. Yeah, he was the werewolf of obedience.
1: He was, like, busting people, spray-painting
0: buildings. Are you driving drunk, sir? I have to ask you not to. Yeah, no, so, uh, Defiance. So, on July 25th, 1972, there were two employees working a graveyard shift in a freight train company. Right? That just sounds like that's the typical horror movie starter. It's, like, late at night... Two employees working a graveyard shift ah. in an abandoned freight train company. So Ted Davis, he's working with his with his buddy, and they're just loading up these train tracks to kind of close them up for the night. And he recalls seeing huge feet because he bends down to, like, attach something to the freight train, and he sees his huge hairy feet. He looks up <laughs> and he goes, Mom? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no that's but he, funny. So he sees his huge feet and he looks up and apparently what he saw was this huge uh, like furry like a werewolf right He sees a werewolf, but this werewolf is carrying like this big club that's like <laughs> hanging over his shoulder, I guess. I don't know. it was very vague. I guess there's like this whole newspaper article that was published that you can look up online. I mean honestly the it's just the same details just very drawn out. but he sees this big hairy werewolf with his club over his shoulder um and he you know he goes to talk to him and the werewolf bolts off that's uh that's the story that's it that's it so i mean that's like the the urban legend i guess but apparently in the summer of 1972 so that same summer uh the people in defiance ohio claimed that the werewolf was actually stalking the whole town ah so several sightings were reported by the train tracks at night obviously werewolves only come out at night the full moon um several women in the town claim that the beast attempted to enter their homes by rattling the doorknobs because we all know that's how you enter a home is you just give the <laughs> doorknob a the little old rattle, rattle. Just got to rattle the knob a little bit the beast was described as being huge hairy and dressed in rags well, kind of like you Cleet. Yeah. That's yeah <laughs> <huge. laughs> it was you it was huge. shit i gotta go so again, they just basically described a big old werewolf, it just haunted the town, no one was killed, no one was hurt, no one was murdered. Are you fucking
1: serious? Get out of here!
0: Buddha, you dumb She dumb. doesn't even care either. She's just like, oh that sucks for you. Knocked your phone off. So yeah, again, no one was murdered, killed, injured, anything, no kidnapping, because they just, they said that this werewolf haunted the town, was always trying to enter women's houses, but never did. Once the summer concluded, the beast vanished, but the tale remains. So people still talk about this uh, good old werewolf comes around, gives your doorknob a rattle and fucks off, I guess, somewhere else in Ohio. So That's What my ex-wife says about me. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know if <laughs> this episode just like had these big stories and then it just kind of ended with this lackluster just two shorties. So anyways, that's the next uh, five states. We only have three more episodes left.
1: That's crazy.
0: 15 more uh, fifteen more states. So uh, obviously sometime next month, we'll cover the next five states. But if you guys have suggestions you want us to cover, uh, it's been a minute since we've had some suggestions come through, enter the abyss Pod at gmail.com. Uh, any suggestions you have, we will definitely cover. Uh, let us know what you like. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. All that good stuff. And
1: as always, thank you for entering the abyss.
0: Until next time.